Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Freight rail plays an essential role in moving agricultural goods across the country. Over 2 million tons of agricultural commodities with a value of $290 million are moved by rail, and that is expected to almost double by 2050. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report, and I spoke with Lisa Stern. She is the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's Chief of Harbors and Rail. She provides insight on how Wisconsin Rail operates and the challenges facing it. What is the impact of rail in Wisconsin? Rail has a significant impact on Wisconsin. You know, both freight and passenger rail lines here connect Wisconsin shippers, businesses, the people to our national and global networks. It increases opportunities for businesses, trade, and travel opportunities. Wisconsin is served by four Class 1 railroads and some other regional railroads as well, and that connects our state to major ports uh, within our state as well as on the east-west coast the Gulf of Mexico, and now with the new uh, Canadian Pacific-Kansas City merger, you know, we have a direct connection to Mexico as well. So I think there's a, there's a big economic impact by, for rail on the state of Wisconsin. Many folks are aware that rail moves quite a bit of agricultural goods, but what else does freight rail move in addition to agricultural goods? So in Wisconsin, freight rail, you know, top commodities shipped in Wisconsin in addition to agricultural goods include a lot of gravel and sand, forest products, and we actually move a lot of plastic materials. Some of the high commodities we import are coal and iron ores. Some of the top outbound commodities outside of grain also include gravel and sand, plastic materials, non-metal minerals, and other chemical products. Ethanol is also a significant product that we carry here in Wisconsin. It is ranked eighth in the nation for fuel ethanol production capacity and also The byproduct of ethanol, dry distiller grades, are another significant commodity moved by rail, which is often used for livestock feed. Can you share how much in terms of weight and dollars is moved in agricultural goods to and from the state? The latest data we have from the report is 2019. So in 2019, there was over 2 million tons of agricultural commodities with a value of over $290 million. And approximately the same amount of grain was shipped in and out of Wisconsin in 2019. So a pretty significant amount of agricultural commodities comes in and out of the state. Has there been an increase or decrease in the use of rail to move these goods in recent years? So overall, the trend has been an increase in recent years. And uh, we've, although you know there are parts of the state that has seen a reduction, especially in the northeast part of the state, however, we are working with the new owner. Recently, they were sold by Canadian National to Watco, and we are working with them and looking at opportunities to help improve and restore rail service to that part of the state. But overall, the rail service in the state is it has been increasing over time and is expected to continue to to increase. How many different rail operators are here in the state of Wisconsin? So now we have 11 different rail operators. There are four of those are class ones. Two of those are relatively large regional railroads that are owned by Watco, the Wisconsin and Southern Railroad, and then the Fox Valley and Lake Superior Railroad are owned by Watco. And then we have the four class ones, Burlington Northern, Canadian National, Canadian Pacific, Kansas City, and Union Pacific. And these are all private railroad companies, correct? Yes. The, every one of the railroads that operates in Wisconsin, all the freight railroads are private 
privately owned. However, the Wisconsin Southern and uh, Wisconsin Great Northern run on publicly owned rail corridors. So there is some partnership there. So what is that dynamic like, the, the state working with those private railroad companies? The state works along with the counties in those areas. So it's a three-way partnership between the state, the counties, and the private railroad operator. And we'll have an agreement to allow for the operator to use the rail line to maintain it. We also have a freight preservation program that help upgrade these lines and the private rail company will participate at 20% to upgrade the state-owned and publicly owned rail lines that they are operating on. So we work together to, to manage, improve, and maintain the, the rail lines and rail service here in Wisconsin on those publicly owned lines. What is the quality of the publicly owned rail infrastructure here in Wisconsin? So the publicly owned rail infrastructure is in pretty good shape. We've been investing in the state freight rail lines since 1977 in purchasing and preserving lines throughout the state. Current budget provided another $13 million to help us preserve freight rail in Wisconsin. And overall, we are working to bring up bridges to the current load capacities and track. And the publicly owned rail line system in Wisconsin is in pretty good shape. Is there a significant disparity between the public railroad infrastructure and the privately owned railroad infrastructure? I wouldn't say that there's a disparity between those two pieces. I think that you know, there is a variation and it really depends on the level of use. So, you know, in Wisconsin, for instance, both BNSF, Burlington Northern and Canadian National and Canadian Pacific have main lines through the state of Wisconsin. So, you know, we're talking, you know, 20 to 60 freight trains a day on each of those lines, depending on which one you're talking about. And those are in really good shape because those are the railroad's main lines. Now, there are other lines that are maybe, they're also main lines, but they're not, you know, they don't have as much traffic. So, you know, the need to, you know, what kind of class they have to be at is different. And so those might be at at slightly different levels of improvement. But I don't think there's not like a distinction on quality between privately owned or publicly owned. It's really about the, the level of use on those lines is generally what we're looking at and the needs there or the line itself. How do you address any deficiencies that come up in terms of infrastructure challenges? So depending on what specific situation you're talking about, if it's a privately owned rail line and rail company, that's something that they that company has to, to look to upgrade themselves. Sometimes if it's associated with a crossing, uh, that's where we can kind of come in and help improve safety there. And so there's some options uh, for us to help support those improvements. Um, On the publicly owned lines, that's where our freight rail preservation program comes in. And that's where um, the railroad or a local municipality can submit a grant application. And then that gets reviewed and evaluated, you know, whether there is a benefit cost to the project and uh, economic benefit to the state. And if it meets those criteria, it will be could be awarded um, up to 80 20%, uh, 80% of the, the project with a 20% local match. What are some of the challenges currently facing rail? The current needs associated with this Wisconsin's rail system, a big one is ensuring local businesses access, especially in smaller communities across the state, improving grade crossing safety, reducing the blocked crossings and trespassing issues. We're also, there's a few spots where we need to look at helping to increase vertical and horizontal clearances. We're looking at addressing rail line and bridge weight restrictions and then resolving bottlenecks. There's a few bottleneck spots in the state. So those, those would be the current challenges here in Wisconsin. 
and that we're looking to address with our, our freight rail preservation program. Have there been any issues that have come up in the last several years regarding supply chain, for example, moving agricultural goods from, say, a grain elevator to their final destination? Nothing in general. I mean, sometimes specific situations uh, come up where we might have to improve some connections um, between two railroads if there's a handoff or there's there's some project that needs to be done. But I think in general, there's been a lot of coordination and you know working together to make sure that the agricultural project products, especially, keep moving here in Wisconsin. And and you know just it's rail related because rail does serve this this facility. But it was there was a lot of state, federal, and local support for a new facility at the Port Milwaukee, the DeLong facility, which is taking exporting uh, agricultural goods from Wisconsin and other parts of the upper Midwest. And currently, you know, they're loading a ship to to go out to Ireland. So they're kind of expanding the market into an area that Wisconsin has not served as, as significantly. You know, they're looking at Europe and northern Africa. And so, and that will be served by rail as well. So, I mean, we're always looking at ways to expand and improve the movement and the reach of agricultural products here in Wisconsin, especially by rail. Have there been any challenges with labor over the last couple of years, getting employees to actually man the the railroads and work on the trains? Yeah, I mean, what we hear is that the railroad companies are like every other business, I think. These days, an organization have been dealing with labor shortages that exist across the board. And that's kind of feedback we've gotten from rail companies and uh, things we've seen ourselves here at the state as well. What does the future of rail in Wisconsin look like? Analysis that we've done, we're looking at freight rail shipments that are predicted to grow almost double in tonnage by 2050. Current levels of investment you know, that we are seeing right now by state and federal governments may actually you know, improve that even further. And there's also with the continued private investment, the condition of rail in Wisconsin here you know, is expected to continue to improve and allow for future growth as well. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us, Lisa? For folks that are interested in uh, the freight rail movement, there are two great resources that the department produces. There's the Freight Rail Plan uh, 2050 and the Wisconsin Rail Plan 2050. And both of those if you can be found if you Google those names. You'll be able to look and review the documents and there'll be a lot more detail and other references as well in the, both of those documents. That was Lisa Stern with the Wisconsin Department of Transportation with an update on the state of rail here in Wisconsin. The continued growth of agriculture and rail in Wisconsin will only be a good thing for our state. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report.